following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Paul Bistrello, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And bringing up the rear... Your wonderful data monkey, Culper. And that's it. And both Paul and I are sick, so this should be great. <laughs> Please be advised that sometimes there may be an odd silence. They are probably sneezing, coughing, and or whatever sickness they have. Yes. Come here, cult. Awkward silence. <laughs> Awkward silence. At one point, I thought that would be a good name for a band. There's oh, a, this, that, that name is the name of my cover band, but I wouldn't know what band that'd be a cover name for. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, then. News. News. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, uh... I almost re- brought the red button out. Re- recently... There was almost a panic at the Discord. Oh, God. Mm. Recently, um, Tsunami lost one time slot when Fire Force wrapped up, which is, by the way, the show we'll be talking about later in this episode. But, boy, howdy. We didn't think there was going to be more retractions. So uh, I I would sum it up as... uh, Tsunami decided to take a pool dip in uh, February, and there has been some shrinkage. <laughs> so, let's see. Way way to get, Jesus Christ. I want to get these dates right. I think we actually made that reference the last time. Probably. <laughs> I feel like Darrell made it. Probably. This isn't, this isn't the first time that this has happened to Tsunami, so. No, this ain't our first rodeo. So on February 22nd, Tsunami will be losing the 11 o'clock time slots. And part of the reason for that is they're having a distribution issue with My Hero Academia over at Funimation. So they're taking a week off. Funimation had to take an extra week off for their simuldub after already taking one week off. So they're now two weeks behind Japan. And I guess that means Toonami has to take a week off, too. And because of that, Dr. Stone gets to start Toonami that night for its season finale at 11.30. And then the schedule is uh, as it has been as of this most recent Saturday. So at midnight, you got Sword Art. At 12.30, you got Demon Slayer. At 1, Food Wars. At 1.30, Black Clover has moved up. At 2, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind. And at 2.30, you got Naruto Shippuden. And for one more week, you get uh, The Promised Neverland at 3 and Attack on Titan at 3.30. Both of those being reruns. So don't feel too bad about them being gone the very next week. Shrinkage! (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. So My Hero Academia comes back and takes that 11.30 time slot. And then the schedule is the same, except it cuts off at 3 a.m. now instead of 4. So bye-bye, rerun hour. It's all premieres for three and a half hours, starting at 11.30. Which is slightly better than the last time it was three and a half hours. (laughs) I gotta remember when that was. That's been a while. Well, the last time it became three and a half hours was <laughs> February 20, 2015. Yeah, because that was after the, uh, uh, what is it? That was Movie Month Mark 2. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, was the whole um, Attack on Titan rerun at the top and then the kerfuffle that happened with uh, Helsing Ultimate. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I don't understand. I I, I just uh, I don't get it. I understand that they have a certain amount of money, but it's just like it wasn't a good plan. Also, yeah. that Full Metal Alchemist movie absolutely tanked. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, <laughs> like Never that night, that single night with Helsing. What was it? Nine or was it ten? Actually, I think it was a ten. Yeah. The last Helsing episode and Fullmetal Alchemist, the uh, Sacred Star of Milos. Yeah. Yeah, that night did horrible. Well, I still am under the belief that it was more the shit that happened with Helsing Ultimate that caused the problems in the movies themselves. Although, I would not have been surprised if Fullmetal Alchemist was still tanked. It just sucked because it was like, oh, cool, we're going to get the last two episodes of Helsing. Yeah, no, we're going to make you wait two months because we want to do an Alamo Roadhouse bender on these things. And you're telling us that now? They should have at least put that Fullmetal Alchemist movie in the first slot on that first week instead of repeating Summer Wars. Though Summer Wars did fine. Yeah, that wasn't a problem. It's just the fact that they, if they hadn't repeated all of these movies again, pretty much, they would have been fine. But, I mean, if you keep in mind... I still don't believe that, because Summer Wars did fine, the Ava movies did fine for that night. I mean, it's, you know, New Year's Eve. But, well, obviously I mean, the Brawley movie did great. The they never... only thing, the things that didn't do well were those two Helsing movies and, well, episodes, and the Full Metal Alchemist movie. No, well, Broly did well on that one night. So yeah, I know that's. I what did, I'm it did the best out of all. Of Broly did the best. Yeah, and then behind that, I think was uh, Summer Wars. <laughs> I mean, I think. I think that's probably, and and that's the thing that I that I still contend to this day is, had they just did, done like a DBZ movie marathon the next year, yeah, like, probably they probably would have done huge, and they could have repeated that a couple times, honestly, because I mean they certainly replayed. Uh cooler <laughs> yeah and and i mean you got now you got battle of gods you got resurrection f i mean obviously the the tv series took care of that but yeah, still i mean it was ahead. sorry uh december 6th and and you also have to remember that they were also starting off with the attack on titan reruns back then too which, which was the biggest mistake yeah which was yes. that it was helsing nine and ten on the 6th and the 13th, and that was Summer Wars and FMA. So the first two weeks were relatively low. I, I mean, 
uh, it was 1.9 or 1.129 for Attack on Titan, 926 for Helsing Ultimate, and then 183 for for Summer Wars, which isn't that bad, all things considered. Then you had 873 for Titan, 591 for the finale of Helsing, which hurt everything. Ooh boy! And then yeah. you had 469 for Sacred Star Amilos, which yeah, that that weekend of itself was the worst one. Uh, then you had eight. 818, Brawley did 1.175, and Akira, which is being reran again, did 736. And then it was 874, or 841 for EVA 111, and then 659 for EVA 222. So realistically, the only major outlier that whole time was the 13th, where yeah, the the finale to Helsing Ultimate tanked horribly, which I didn't quite get why, and then you had Full Metal Alchemist right in the back of that, which just completely sucked the air out of everything. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't. I don't want to spend all day on this, but pretty much, honestly, mistakes you know, were made. Yeah. Yeah, mistakes were made, but I, you know, even even to this day, I still think they should have done something with Dragon Ball Z or now Dragon Ball Super movies too. But I digress. I mean, moving to this, in comparison, it's not that you big know of a thing. It's it, it, they're making this out to be bigger than what I think it is, but at the same time, I'm kind of like. Well, I I would argue they're probably making it a little bit bigger, if only because they under they they are probably expecting the the fan overreaction, which to me, I, I was just more surprised. Or, or I I think the first thought in in my head was, oh yeah, those are ending, aren't they? I completely forgot about that. So well, the fact that they didn't have replacements was was more the surprise to me because I'm sitting there going, really? There was no replacements for those, huh? Yeah, I mean, I I personally think that maybe, and maybe you'll agree with me on this sketch that maybe they dropped a, a big load of cash on Demon Slayer. That's what I was thinking about the other day. I'm like, maybe they jump, they just threw a bunch of cash at Anaplex and were like, yeah, we don't want this to go anywhere. We want this bullshit, and <laughs> they're I... just like. Possibly. I don't think, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would figure that My Hero Academia and like Fire Force and Doctor Stone were more expensive than Demon Slayer. I don't, I don't think so because I, I mean, would, it, I could ballpark it, it between My Hero Academia season four and Demon Slayer because when they were coming out, they were the big popular ones. So I could well, see them maybe having maybe. more to get the acquisition rights, but. I wouldn't know. I mean, that I would say if you had to peg it based on that, I would say it was a split between MHA and Demon Slayer for cost-wise. Well, you, you have to keep in mind here, too, if you look at the Adult Swim app and you look what's on the Adult Swim app, My Hero Academia, once this season, go, once this season plays fully through, which we're still in the middle of season four anyways, um, that's going to go away. It's not going to be streaming on the Adult Swim app. Now, Demon Slayer, however, Demon Slayer so far has completely stayed on there. Uh, Fire Force, I believe, has stayed on there. Uh, I haven't checked on Dr. Stone, but that's on there, yeah, too. Yeah, it's on there, too. And, and that's the thing. Like, I, I think what's happening is, is that's why I think that My Hero Academia wasn't as much, is because it would make more sense to me that if they have the streaming rights to it as well, you would see like with Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball Z Kai and even Black. I Clover. guess that makes sense, but the one thing that makes me question that heavily is why would they stick it at one thirty a.m. if it was super expensive? Yeah. Uh, stick stick what at one one thirty? Oh, you're talking about Dragon uh, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Uh, yeah, I mean, usually I and 
I, I think this is not inaccurate. A lot of times the schedule is dictated by the expensiveness of the show. Yeah. Well, I would agree I mean, with that to some extent. I mean, we've we've known in the past, especially on the Cartoon Network version of it, of Toonami, that, you know, sometimes the schedule is dictated by the contract, too. I mean, mm, they, yeah, Funimation, Funimation may say, well, Dr. There's certainly Stone, no contractual reason why Anaplex would want that show so late in the night. <laughs> no, and, and I think maybe, and again, we, we don't know to the exact point what these contracts say, but there again, if they're spending a lot of money on, on Demon Slayer, they may have the right to move it to wherever they want. Whereas like a My Hero Academia or Dr. Stone or Fire Force, you kind of have to put it up in one of the higher slots. And if you don't, it's it's a contractual like faux pas. Faux no, I pas think with Dr. Stone it's corporate synergy. Right. So I mean right. you know what I mean? So and, and the other thing that, that kills me too is with, with this block kind of contracting is you got this partnership with Crunchyroll. How is it that if you have this, like you said, corporate synergy, why can't you pull shows? Like I, I don't understand that. Like you got no, just you got, because their partners doesn't mean it's free. I, well, I, well, that's I was the other thing say too. That part too, and I was also going to sit there and say, I would bet the selections are probably a little more limited if they were trying to pull from Crunchyroll than what we would believe that they have. I mean, I, I have a, I have a feeling that. Yeah, number one, and and I don't know this for sure, and I don't want people to get their hopes up, but I have a feeling once, let's see, we got Doctor Stone leaving, and then nothing really replaces it. But the next show that goes, they probably will put um, either Mob Psycho 100, season two, and they'll probably, I would say, Burrito may make its way back into the lineup as well, mm, uh, because um, there's nothing else. There's nothing I, else. I, kind of think that they aren't gonna bring back Boruto because if they were they would have done so I think if they're gonna do that though they're gonna put him right next to his pop in the back so I, I they might wait until Jojo wraps yeah, I, I could maybe see that being the case <laughs> I mean I, I think I mean based, based on like Jason saying to me that not saying to me saying on Twitter that you know, he's like, it's getting more expensive to get these shows. It just makes more sense to me that they would stop playing Burrito to get JoJo. And then when JoJo's done, they're going to get Burrito. Because if you notice, like, and I guess, I guess the, because these deals are really weird. I mean, it looks like Toonami has the first rights to play it, but then we all know it's going to end up on Netflix at some point because they have JoJo. So it's like, well, I would okay. say that TV and streaming rights are completely separate at this point. Right. But, and, and here's the other thing, too, is it's starting to look like, and we, we've seen this with shows like Bleach and some others, where the even the digital rights aren't dedicated to one service. I mean, Bleach is on Netflix and Hulu right now, so it's like, okay. And, and then you also have, have to consider the fact that, like, Symbionic Titan got on Netflix, too, despite most of us knowing that it was completely written off, which completely changes the game on that. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother time, because I could talk about that all day. But, I mean, it's, it's one of those things right now where I'm kind of, like, scratching my head, like, if you're not going to... I mean, I understand well, that you have six, or they... I mean, it was supposed to be seven, so I would like to know... Is it six or is it seven? Because I'm kind of confused at this point. Uh, original Toonami shows. But um, 
it, it's to me, it's like I see, like for example, Funimation picked up a bunch, uh, like what two uh, Anaplex titles today and put it on Funimation now, and I'm just sitting here going, okay, so what are we gonna get here in the future? Like, what 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 is left for Toonami to get? I mean, yeah, they're going to get the, the new seasons of Dr. Stone and the new season of Fire Force and the new season of Attack on Titan, but then, and Sword Art Online and probably Promise Neverland, but it's like, those aren't all coming at the same time. What, what's, what's filling in the blanks? And I mean, I mean, here's the other thing too, is we got, we have at least one original show coming this year from the sounds of it, which is Uzumaki, but even that, I mean, that's not going to really, well, you know, Uzumaki, so it's not even states. guaranteed to air this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, from from my knowledge, I, I I think by time frame, there's only two that we have any real any knowledge of, and that's Blade Runner and Uzumaki. And I think mm-hmm. Uzumaki has a higher chance than Blade Runner, but I don't I, know. I think Blade Runner, you're not going to see anything about it till next year, honestly. But there again, I mean, what I think Crunchyroll had the first Blade Runner, so. Uh, anime series so i don't know if they're connected at all but we may see that on toonami before the other blade runner that's supposed to play on toonami well, i don't know short yeah oh was it just a short yeah, okay i think Never it was mind. like an hour like ova or something like that that was okay. meant to connect it to the movie i just it, it to me it's just something it, it's, it's like i i do have faith in toonami and they always do come through but this is one of those years where i'm kind of just like I don't know what they can get unless like this corporate synergy is going to allow them to do stuff because honestly, you know, it's, there's nothing really else except those shows that I mentioned. Well, so it's well, like, here's a question regarding to that. What are you expecting them to get per se? Are we just assuming the standard action mentality or is it, or, or, or are you assuming beyond that? Cause there's plenty of things that they could get. It just depends on where they're, what they're wanting to get by comparison to what's available out there. That's well, I hope personally, I mean, I mean, for example, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, if you saw what I put up on Twitter the other day, like obviously I'm, I'm open to the food war type of promise and Neverland slash parasite kind of thing. So if you're bringing something in like that, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. But if, if we're bringing in something that just, doesn't make sense then no i don't i don't really want it on there i mean all of those shows have action in one way fashion or form let's just be honest you know what i mean food wars is just food action uh parasite is obviously horror but there's action and then promise neverland you know they're trying to escape somebody the only things that i feel like don't really mesh with toonami are like straight up slice of life shows with no fantasy or sci-fi element i would agree i would agree with that screwball comedies sure sci-fi action thrillers horror whatever (laughs) i i think this is one this is a year where toonami should kind of do what we like them to do and that's bring not necessarily just original content, but like, you know, sh- anime shows that should have been on the block before. I mean, mm. Mobs, uh, not Mob Psycho, wow, I keep saying that. Psycho Pass, um, Log Horizon wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, what's the other one that I was thinking about? Maybe I'll get flack for this one, but Asterix Wars? Was that one? 
I was thinking. I don't know how long that series is, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, let's oh, yeah. let's bring some more stuff on board because the problem is, is Netflix is just taking all of this stuff. Well, and yeah, but they also have the giant ass bags of money compared to what adults well, Street has too. So it's likely. A, I mean, if 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 you want to expand on the whole problem, it's also likely a case where the licensing rights are just getting so high. Where even if they do want this series, and we've had this situation happen before, where yeah. they just can't get it because someone else has a larger bag of money that they pulled out of their Scrooge McDuck style vault. Well, let, let's. Again, Netflix is a whole different subject that we could talk about and True. just go on a, on a. I could go on a rant about that, but I mean, Don't Netflix is Amazon. Like, well, I mean, Plenty Amazon, Amazon really. I mean, yeah, they've picked up like anime here and there, but they're not like active. Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, they have these exclusive contracts on particular like anime blocks in Japan, and they get some of the best shows. Which really sucks. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe in. Well, Vinland Saga on Tsunami. Oh, too bad. Maybe in Japan, but not here. I mean, uh, I'm not it, seeing anything. It, it I haven't seen again it on, on how. Bro, you've never heard of Vinland Saga? I've heard no. of it. People on Banana Fish stopped talking about it at points, especially toward the end when everyone was like, Creators. Well, gets good stuff. So. I mean, basically what I'm what I'm trying to say is, I mean, yeah, Netflix is a big competitor. And honestly, they should just call themselves a sci-fi anime platform at this point because that's all they have. I mean, yeah, they have some comedy in that mixed in, but that is getting fewer and far between as we go on because Disney and all these other corporations are taking their movies into their own hands and putting them on their own streaming services. So... You know, and, and by the way, Netflix, I, I liken them to Walmart. They'll just throw money at something when they don't even have the cash. So <laughs> I mean I mean, honestly, and this is my this has been my prediction, and this is and I'm again I'm not gonna spend all the time on this, but you know, Netflix is going to fail eventually. They're going to fail. Because Disney Plus is gonna up their game. And I mean, right now what they have is awesome, in my opinion, but they're gonna up their game. Netflix is going to get killed. And the only thing they're going to have left is anime and sci-fi stuff. And even then, people are just going to t- are just going to get the service for a couple months to watch their favorite show and then drop it. I mean, when you're charging, when you can get three services for the price of one, you know what I mean? Like people are going to go to Disney instead of Netflix. It just it just makes sense. I mean, you get Hulu, Disney, and uh, ESPN Plus. I have all three. It's wonderful. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, it's eventually Toonami will have will probably end up having a plethora of things that they can get. But right now, yeah, the market's really hard. It's really really hard to get shows in. But I I just I, I'm I I just don't know what they're gonna pick up. I mean, I have two shows in that I think they're gonna get back, like Berto and maybe. Mob Psycho 100 season two, but I mean, other than that, I don't know, because everything else has been gobbled up pretty much. So, I think at this point, at, at this best way I could say it is, it's, I feel that they're going to be going off residual after airing sort of stuff. Um, yeah, but I guess my whole opinion on this is, I'm not necessarily really all freaked out by it. I'm almost kind of happy that we're at least dumbing it down to the point where it's a far more manageable block. I just hope that mm-hmm. 
given the theoretical reduction in potential shows, or, or at least the, the popular stuff is maybe I should go for from there, that they finally do kind of start pulling in from more stuff like Food Wars, because they've been saying yeah. that for a while, but it's usually only been maybe like one or two shows at best. And I hope that this is like that point where it's like, hey, you know, we're going to replace like like Dr. Stone maybe a month or two after the fact with something that's like, not necessarily... I would prefer like a true comedy, which I know no one would like, like almost maybe leaning toward like what Pop Team Epic kind of was, but it's a weird way of explaining this. But it's the idea of being able to expand it now and while not necessarily completely abandoning the action block mentality, progressing more toward being a balance. Because I feel like, especially now, they need to start going that direction in order to maintain an audience, if at all possible. I guess, and this is going to kind of be my last word on it, I mean, I guess what I would like to know is how does the corporate synergy work into all of this? And is there a way to get shows onto the block that, you know, are streaming? Can a, can a young justice come on, for example, or can some series on Crunchyroll that Crunchyroll has, has the exclusive rights come on? I mean, we've kind of already seen this a little bit, but is that costing them any money? I mean, Probably. to me, it, it doesn't feel like based on how the deal was structured that, you know, there should be any cost to these guys getting a certain show. But is that the case? Are we back to this whole, it's going to cost millions of dollars to get said show to be on Toonami? If, if that's the case, that's kind of stupid at this point. So I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to me to see what Toonami does this year. I'll be honest with you, back in 2015 when this happened, it was 2015, right? Yeah, yeah. 2015. So, and I'll apologize. I'm sick too, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind here. Probably so. Um, I, I I mean, kind of we were kind of like sitting there being like, let's get the red button now. We might have to push it. And Toonami kind of just exploded after that. So maybe this is just one of those instances where Toonami, you know, they say they're going to contract, but then all of a sudden we're going to get like a ton of series and it's going to expand again. It's probably going to happen again. I mean, I can't see them not doing it with shows possibly leaving Adult Swim. It just doesn't make sense to me. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Could be a, a pretty light year. But, yeah, I mean, I if so. you look at 2015, and a lot of people remember 2015 fondly because they tried interesting things and they started working with other distributors that they hadn't worked with before. Well, so. And, and that's, that's, that's actually the point that I was trying to get to is if you remember, and I don't remember if this was in 2015, but the Manipulate the Manual. Year of Sentai, round two. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an amazing idea if, if no, they could get so, some shows. Give me Made in Abyss and Ushio and Tora. <laughs> so you have, so you have that, that promo that they did, and I don't remember when it was. I think it was in 2015, but the whole uh, Manipulate the Manual pro promo. Me and Caboose were talking about this the other day. Um, like... Maybe this is a good time to do that while you're still waiting on some of your original shows to come out because, hmm. I mean, at this Maybe. point, people... I mean, gonna... ever since then, they've pretty commonly, you know, asked people what what they'd like to see. Right, but I, I think that would be a nice touch. I mean, I, I think them doing something like that would be pretty cool. Um, 
But, I mean, we'll see. I, I feel like, like you said, I think it's going to be a very light year, and we'll all find out together what's going to happen. Uh, I, I'm sure, I mean, the thing about this shorter block is it gives them the opportunity to put shows in whenever necessary, whereas if they had a stacked block with a lot of shows they wouldn't have that opportunity when a certain show comes along just to be able to put it on as easily as they do with, you know, it's, we went a little while with just three and a half hours. It was, wasn't until about uh, early 2017 that we got more time back, but I kind of feel like it's going to be way more flexible than it was back then. But I do want to read what Jason has said about this because, you know, we should do that. So the reasoning behind this change has to do with an agreement that they made with the programming department who came to them and asked if they felt like shaving off some time on the Toonami broadcast. And to that end, Jason says essentially... At five and a half to six hours, Toonami was getting too expensive and unwieldy to handle. Too many shows rotating in and out, which are costing more and more these days. And frankly, as I've said before, our preferred length for the block is about three hours. So we are going back to a three-hour Toonami for a while and see how that works. The block will still expand periodically as opportunities for new shows pop up, Toonami originals come in, etc., in short, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We have six, yes, six shows in production for Janome, including Uzumaki and Blade Runner. That's all. Stay gold. So, when he said three hours, and we're looking at this schedule that said 3.5 hours, I'm like, okay, Jason, could you clarify this for me? You're saying it's going to be three hours, but you're currently three and a half hours. And he responded, we're going to be three hours, and we'll maybe get back to three and a half hours. And then I said, no, now you're just further confusing me <laughs> because it's currently a three and a half. It's currently three and a half hours. <laughs> so that is to say, if uh, they lose a time slot when Sword Art takes a break, don't be surprised. <laughs> so what would that or mean? when My Hero Academia. Honestly, all earlier this year i've been thinking to myself what are they gonna do when my hero academia well, <laughs> and i mean are they gonna keep that 11 30 slot well again i mean th- this is what i figured was gonna happen once dragon ball super ended because it was like well what do they have that they could realistically throw at the top of the block more or less my hero and then there's really not much left I mean, and my hero you know isn't an all-time show it's it lasts about six months and then they have reruns right or they don't rerun. Considering it's in primetime right now, I think they probably won't rerun it on Toonami. But hey, on the bright side, you know what they could have done? They could have slapped Dragon Ball right back at the front. Uh, don't make me in the world. I mean, I, I'll i be honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they didn't put it, not in the front, but I'm, I'm surprised they didn't put it at the They're back. They're not putting it anywhere else. When have they ever put Dragon Ball anywhere else? When they tried rerunning it like they're doing with My Hero? I mean, apart from that? They're well, getting yeah, at eight. But the first not... season of... Yeah. The first season of Super is free somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but whatever. Uh, I mean, it's it's streaming on Funimation and Crunchyroll subbed. 
It's streaming on Funimation dubbed for the record. And it's on the Adult Swim website, of course. But Kai is nowhere but the Adult Swim website. And I think they're still uploading episodes. Right. Like it was running week to week. Uh, anyway, because Jason has said, and let's let's clarify this, he has in the past said that they prefer a three-hour-ish block. The last time Toonami got cut down, he's like, this is good. We're a leaner block now. You know, this is not something he's just saying now. Please don't think that, because he has said this kind of thing in the past. So, considering that, I decided to hit him up on Ask FM and say, given your preference for a shorter, leaner Toonami that's closer to three hours, what was the line of thinking that led to Toonami airing five hours of premiere episodes while in for a while in 2019? That was quite generous, IMO, and I'm still surprised you guys pulled it off. So I thought his answer was rather interesting. That was just a confluence of a lot of opportunities to get shows coming our way at the same time. To a large degree, scheduling is sort of like directing a river. Sometimes you just have more shows available than you planned for, and sometimes you can make room and spend money to have them. And often, to make up for that, you have to contract the schedule later to save some time and money for the next time the river starts overflowing. I just imagine them having a backhoe somewheres. <laughs> it's just like, okay, we gotta put more dirt in the river. Pfft. I yeah. mean, th that's an interesting answer. Because if that's the case, then it just seems like... It, it, it seems time, like... It, it, it just seems like at, at random points in time, they'll be like, hey, you're all, you want to air this, and it just front loads, and it's like, okay. Yeah. I'm I, I'm, it. I wouldn't be surprised if... I mean, if, if you think about it this last happens year... Again. They were like, they got Gundam and Lupin, and I think they realized that people, for the most part, weren't, like, super jazzed about that. Well, Lupin was always a Toonami favorite. That's all on the same lines as, like, Cowboy Bebop. I wasn't and even surprised So is Gundam, that. but yeah. don't interrupt me. <laughs> so they get that, and then they also scramble to get Food Wars on, and they end up replacing both Hunter x Hunter and The Promised Neverland when it looked like they were only going to replace The Promised Neverland. And then shortly thereafter, you know, they made the effort to get these hot new shows that were currently airing in Japan, Fire Force, Dr. Stone. They already had announced Demon Slayer, though it wasn't ready to air yet. So I, I think that was a matter of, like, it wasn't their ideal to, you know, end up with, like, 3.30 a.m. My Hero Academia and then 3.30 a.m. Lupin, but it just... It was the only way they could get the shows on, and it probably also wasn't their preference to put new JoJo all the way at 2.30, but... Well, they were going to tank it like they did with Hunter x Hunter if it hadn't been for the backlash from the original Promised Neverland announcement. Yeah, but... I mean, at the time... Actually, at the time, JoJo was doing alright, but before that, it was not doing great. So, I was like, yeah, this would have made sense like a couple months ago, but doing it now... Eh. <laughs> Not so much. I still honestly thought that was an April Fool's joke. That's why I was tweeting him back then. I'm just like, okay, just to clarify, this isn't an April Fool's joke. No. Okay. <laughs> and people thought that they could uh, plead with them not to do it to My Hero Academia, but... <laughs> no, they they got it to happen because they ended up rebacking well, they backed off because there was like three separate schedule changes that happened because there was that. Well, they got it to happen with JoJo, not... My Hero Academia. Oh, okay, yeah, true, true. 
that just finished out that season at 330 and then surprisingly <laughs> ended up right back at the top of the block. Just to say, My Hero Academia is either at the front or the back. <laughs> I still think it should have been a 130 like they were originally going for, but everyone blew a gasket. I thought it was rather crazy to pull something like that off, but I felt it could have worked. I was just like, okay, but whatever. It happened. Well, it certainly would have been preferable to 330. <laughs> well, that too. All right. Uh, that was about 40 minutes. You want to go on to Fire Force then? Yes. Um, so before we put pen in this, like, yeah, it's not ideal. The way he's wording that makes the pessimist thought be, oh, they're only going to, you know, make effort for the next hot shonen. Which is probably true. But then again, this is a block that attempted to get things like Yuri on Ice and uh, the Ancient Majus Bride. So They got Pop Team Epic for crying out loud, and I was surprised by that. Yep, they sure did. <laughs> of all the shows that they replaced, they replaced DBZ with Pop Team Epic. That is just... <laughs> it was probably the most apropos thing you could have done. All right, here's the most popular thing. Here's the most completely on the other side of the spectrum. Okay, cool. Of course, we all know the real replacement for DBZ guy was Boruto. Yeah. <laughs> but it just took a little while to get there. Yeah. Well, for now, uh, I mean, it's Relax. great that Demon Slayer is airing earlier. The one thing that disappoints me is that they are... Losing 11, and they are probably going to lose 11.32, just because it makes more sense to do midnight to 3 than to do 11.30 to 2.30. But, I mean, we don't know. We'll see. Just don't be surprised if they get it down to exactly three hours, because that's basically what he said is going to happen. And it's going to be discouraging, but hang in there. And honestly, I see a lot of people being like, oh, it's just going to be the sequels of the shows we had already. It's like, well, if y'all going to be sick of Dr. Stone and Fire Force after less than a year, maybe they shouldn't have bothered getting them at all. <laughs> be grateful for what you have. Dr. Stone is fantastic and Fire Force is entertaining enough. So about that Fire Force. All right. So let's get into our topic of the day, which is Fire Force. And let's finish off the last half of season one right now. Assuming we're starting at the Vulcan arc, uh, pretty much at this point, this uh, takes place right after the um, burning of 
Benny Mars Town. Uh, yeah. And basically, that whole thing pretty much just started because, yeah, you guys kind of need an engineer, and you don't have an engineer, and you need to make more cool shit. So they were pretty much tasked with going to Vulcan, who had a more or less abject hatred of the Fire Force, and... Uh, oh, gosh, I'm going to blank on names here. Obi, I believe. Ends up sending uh, Shinra and... Arthur. Arthur and down to go talk to him. Also, the sister. Oh, uh, yeah, Iris. Iris, uh, who likes to press buttons. Dexter yeah, that was a bad idea. Dexter's lab moment all over. That was amazing. What does this button do? So... I mean, she's even blonde. Come on. Oh. Stop Boo. touching the buttons! Um, but yeah, they try to talk to Vulcan about it. He outright rejects them. Standard protocol. And as they're preparing to leave, Shinra gets the Adol link, which detects him to uh, Giovanni's blood-murderous intent at that point, is what you could probably call it. And he decides to stay in order to protect Vulcan, which then leads into the aforementioned fights to, to help Vulcan to help Vulcan and convince him that they aren't all that bad, which ultimately leads to one of the more funnier moments with uh, Arthur and his uh, noble steed. Oh, oh man, Arthur and his noble steed. Also, the rather interesting fact that his power level is based on his own self-absorbance. You, you know, you know what's really. Way. You know what's really funny? As like, long as he's confident, he's a he good thought fighter. That he, he thought that he had a horse, but he really had a donkey, so maybe that was a metaphor for he's an ass? Uh, there yeah. were so many jokes regarding <laughs> that. Oh, look, I basically have a donkey strapped to my crotch at that point. It's like, wow, the, the jokes All the LARP. Yeah, it was just like, wow, all the LARP jokes, all that stuff. So it was like, nope, as long as his confidence is high, he can basically slice through anything. Huh. Okay. And then when it finally dawns on him that he's actually got a donkey strapped to his crotch. Yeah, his, his <laughs> yeah and then his, and his blade goes down. <laughs> yeah, which is just like, wow. Okay, that's an interesting point. So, at that point, he says they had Flail and Mirage. Mirage was basically just screwing with Arthur. Uh, Sheen refines, or tries to find Giovanni, ends up getting captured. Uh, and then gets saved by Joker. Yeah, uh, yes, I believe that's right. Well, first yeah, he he's gets... saved by Hibana. Yeah, yeah, because he was. And Hibana by... has the the heat powers that can make the illusions. Well, no, 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 no. Hibana helps Arthur. Sheen yeah. gets saved by I believe it was in fact Joker, but I'm trying to like speed read these. Things. Yeah, no, Joker. Joker saved. No, but Joker saves Shinra later in this. Yeah, because I believe after Vulcan captures him. Uh, I, I'm trying to... Hibana rescues... Okay, no. Hibana does rescue Shinra. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. See? Yeah. And she's well, all like, she... I feel like I'm just gonna take you back to base just like this. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Sketch is right on that one. So then, yeah, she she gets Shinra back to the workshop and then helps Arthur by basically, basically, yeah, uh, heat rising <laughs> all the, uh, the, 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 the mirages away. And then that also ends up letting um, Vulcan and then escape. But then it also ends up revealing that his technical girlfriend was also a spy at that point, I believe. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa was a spy. And that more or less breaks him. 
but then it also ends up in, uh, bringing Sho to the fight, which Shinra's happy to see Sho, but yeah, Sho doesn't care nor want him, and pretty much basically rips him a new one. Yeah. But then, and then that's when Joker came in. Yeah, and that's when Joker yeah. came in. He's like, no, nah, I can't let you do that, Star Fox. Yeah. <laughs> nope. And then, and then those two fight. And then Shinra and the guys get away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then Kinda basically. their wounds. Yeah. So, and, and then basically. Oh, and Amat, uh, the, the key to Amaterasu gets stolen by Giovanni. Yeah, because he starts. That's an important thing. Yeah, because he smashes the thing after getting pissed off that Vulcan doesn't know about it. They're like, of course you'd hide it in something stupid. Meanwhile, Vulcan's all like, don't destroy that. He put his heart and soul into it. I'll be frank, I was still expecting the heart of Amaterasu to be in the to be in his dad's grave. His dad and his grandpa's grave. Russian usual soaps. Rather than in the ball, but whatever. So then pretty much after that, that leads into the uh nether mission where they have to go into the old subway tunnels underneath the tokyo empire which has pretty much just been declared a really scary and freaky zone that you don't go into because you know soul doesn't like it or whatever it was i forget and yeah giant, soul the god. yeah soul being the god yeah and then it just turns into a giant multi-episode fighting sequence which yep. they were pretty good i still think uh takami's fight was utterly unnecessary given how that one ended tamaki yeah yeah, ta- yeah tamaki and iris fighting against the because it was just like okay cool she's finally gonna get up i and... have victory in my grasp oh, yes boy. yes you do you have two pairs of victories right now but we get to see the cool stuff that vulcan makes for like maki and oh god maki is still the best character she got the best weapon oh look, well i have giant flying punches now Wait a minute, we're missing we're missing one part here because in between when they get away and then they go to the subway, uh Shinra goes and trains. That's with, right. Uh, Shinra and Arthur go to train. Oh yeah, with um Pachipona. No, with Benny Maru. Exactly. Yes. Again, I'm gonna screw these names up here. <laughs> I, yeah, I told you that's Benny why Maru, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, Benny Maru trains Shinra to be able to be much much faster. Yeah, with yeah. the hand signs. Oh mm-hmm. boy, and did we did we find out how fast he is? He's super fast. So it, it you know getting to that part where it's it's Shinra versus Show, it's interesting because so basically Show can freeze time, kind of. It, I think that's what it is. It's kind of like that. The the way um I just called him Persona because that guy is a literal Persona character. I forget his actual name. I think it's um licked i believe is what his name was um that he basically can slow down the expansion of the universe which allows him to effectively freeze time is how it's portrayed as so right. so basically what show ultimately ends up doing is it's he ends up moving faster than light which ultimately allows him to break through the time freeze effect it's really no different than jojo at that point and then, and then Shinra pretty much goes faster than light. Right. Yeah, so he, he's kind of doing almost the same thing, but in a different way, kind of. Basically, going what he's, so fast that he like de-particleizes. Yeah. He, doesn't, doesn't he go into the Nether too? 
kind no, of. No, no. Show forces him into the the. Show forces him into. Oh, he shows him the Nether. That's yeah, right. He yeah, yeah. shows him the Nether through the adult yeah, yeah, link. Yeah, through the adult link, which then he ends up. Sorry, folks. The... We're terrible at this. <laughs> uh, honestly, I can remember the basic plot points. I'm not going to remember much of the news because there were so many people in this thing. But yeah, uh, Show shows him the Nether where he sees his mom in her uh, infernal form, which we don't find that out till literally the last episode. And then. Pretty much yeah, at that point, I was starting to think that, like, uh, the evangelist might have been his mom. <laughs> I almost thought that, too, but then you see him, like, standing right behind him or her sitting, like, right behind him. He's like, him. yeah, I don't think that's it. Yeah. I don't think that's a woman. But that was <laughs> an interesting guy. moment, because you finally get to see what the, the evangelist looked like. So then at that point, basically, it keeps jumping between fights. Um, we end up getting the Obi and Vulcan versus uh, Giovanni and Lisa fight, which then ultimately reveals that, yeah, Giovanni kind of mentally screwed with Lisa on a large level. Uh, yeah, definitely. Which I will admit there were some very good animation moments when Giovanni was talking with Lisa, how it kind of goes into like that, um, uh, almost like a charcoal style drawing when he's talking to her. Mm-hmm. That was actually really good, but ultimately during that whole fight, when Shinra ends up going to show, he ends up just saying, okay, screw it. I'm done. I have no reason to fight you anymore. And then leaves Lisa with Vulcan because they managed to at least get some sense of thought back into her. Heck of a way to get a haircut. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much show and Shinra keep fighting, ultimately ending up, with show pretty much almost overloading his body just to do it. And then as that fight goes on, show figures out how to a link into, or Shinra figures out how to a link into show giving him Shinra's memories of him, which then ultimately allows him to basically realize who he truly was, which was a really good moment until Shinra realized he basically ran headlong into his sword. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, I, I do me... want to highlight a particular line when they first start fighting, and Shinra's like, "Oh, right, here I thought we could catch up a bit." <laughs> it's like I like that. Which, which I, I will admit was kind of like a well, that sucks moment. Although, I would almost question how that worked, assuming he was demolecularizing himself. Cause yeah, he just uh, remolecularized himself on the sword. sword. Okay, <laughs> and, and, and 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 at that point, I'm almost in the thinking, well, wouldn't that have had almost really no effect unless he moved? Which, yeah, he was hugging him, sure, so it might have like split him open a little bit, but it really wouldn't have been like, oh, look, there's blood on the outside of the sword. It's like, okay, that's a bit weird, but whatever. Well, I mean, the organs and all that would have been affected by the sword still wouldn't be able to go back to the regular place in that case. Well, right, 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 which is true, but I guess my thought is, if that was the assumption, then he would have had to have rematerialized before the sword in order to get slammed into it, because it the, the, the way the fight almost makes it look like, is it looks like he just basically appears in front of show inside the sword itself, but it's a weird moment. But yeah, basically, Show realizes what he's doing, cries, those two embrace. Shinra realizes, oh crap, I have a sword in my gut. And that's when the other Adola Blink girl, um, what was her name again? Uh, the heck was it? I don't remember. Uh, Shows most of us world, this, this, that, blah, 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 reading. Blah, 
uh, oh, uh, Huema, or H-A-U-M-E-A. The girl with the crown over her eyes. That yeah. chick. Because she could use, uh, her ability was, she used plasma to force someone's nervous system to work against them, which, okay, that's an interesting power. So you can also apparently, like, mind-wipe people. Well, I, I think that's the exact same concept, because since the brain's technically powered through some minor electrical currents, she just flicks him in the forehead and just, just knocks him out through that electrical Oh, power. yeah. We, uh, we got the Avatar logic of using electrical powers from fire here. <laughs> yeah, basically. So the only person who could block it was Arthur, which is what allowed him to save Shinra from being captured. And then pretty much at that point, the entirety of the nether begins to crumble on top of them. So it's, okay, no, we gotta go. And Shinra is literally dying from an impalement wound. So after that, we're back up top. The reports go through. Shinra's in the hospital. And this is where we meet Company or, uh, yeah, Company 6, which is the medical company, where Shinra's healed by their captain using her flame powers in a very interesting moment of, again, fire usability in terms of power spectrum. Oh, look. I, I mean, my buddy and I were watching this and we were like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I was kind of surprised because it was just like, okay, he's on fire. But nothing else is burning. <laughs> How is this possible? He's on fire. So then, yeah, basically after that, uh, show wakes up three days later. The uh, Leonard Burns from uh, Company One comes out to me, just like, "Oh, hey, yeah, I'll tell you everything you want to know if you can actually beat me." And they fight, which is a very well done fight in my opinion. And mm -hmm. he ultimately has enough resolve. To which Burns basically explains, well, the long and the short of it was, uh, shows Adola Burst awakening is what caused your mom to turn into an inferno, which is the thing that you wanted to murder this whole time. Good plot twist. And Shades of Attack on Titan. <laughs> done better. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, basically, it's also revealed that, uh, he, Huey, the whatever her name was. Basically, his, that girl, his mom, when she was just a little girl, yeah. was able to spirit away show. Yeah. His mom, his mom basically, they found out his mom was also in the nether too, apparently. Well, yeah. I, 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 I think that's because when she took show, they never actually destroyed her. Because I think the idea is it's like when she grew the horns, that was uh, mentioned back during the uh, assault on the town, that like ones with horns are substantially more powerful so his mom is like one of the most powerful infernals that they could have found because like literally she had fully like realized horns that she shoved into her eyes so it's it's a whole other thing that they like kind of touched on but basically at that point it's okay well we're still gonna find show but the question is if you find your mom are you willing to kill her now that you know what's going on I'm yeah. gonna save her. I'm gonna turn her human again. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, given the way this show works, anything it's it could be possible. But you know, through the power of fire. Yep. Also, she was like, "I hate fire so much." I was like, "Was this brought up before?" <laughs> oh no, 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 no. He he's always hated the fire, but the idea was that. 
he wanted to be a hero in order to save everybody else from the fire. So basically, like, his fear is what drives him. Yeah. So it it, it it was really good comeback to the whole, like, you know, why he joined the Fire Force in the first place thing. So, and then after everything was said and done, he finally gets discharged with all, with the truth having been revealed, and it just turns into a giant party back at Company 8. Yep. <laughs> in which we are canonically confirmed that Maki is too young to drink. Still the best character on that show. Oh, for sure. I, I, I still made the... I just, like... Right when they, they showcased her new weapons in, in the Nether, I was just like, oh my god, she became Ramlethal. We have a Guilty Gear character now. Yeah. That's such a clever thing to do, to give her the ability to use her to yes, uh, sputter and flare yeah. to control those things. Again. Vulcan, he's a smart cookie. Oh god, yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I, very I, creative. And has quite the sense of decorating. <laughs> Eh, it's... That freaking donkey head. <laughs> hey, it helped for as long as it did. It deserved an office. But now place. it's at the office. Right. It deserved it. <laughs> yeah. It was a noble steed. I I'll admit this show surprised me. I actually really enjoyed it for what it was worth. I I do hope that they do get season two on Tsunami. I guess the only thing that I would say is the uh Kyoto animation fire really high I, I wouldn't say put it down but it was definitely ill-timed yeah yeah that was about as unfortunate timing as one could have and that's probably one reason why they didn't promote it much beyond the initial promo yeah I mean it showed up in the Lineup promos, of course, but other than that, I mean, he didn't get topicals. So, which actually, yeah, you're right. That is actually interesting that it didn't get topicals. Usually, they do that for most of the newer shows, but I think they've been toning that back for a while now. Well, now they do like the first three shows of the night, which Fire Force never was. So, I guess that's an explanation. Yeah, but I yeah, I still say good pick overall. I'll definitely admit that the animation was very well done and the characters were more or less great. I still feel like Ta Takimi's lucky lecher lure thing was a completely... Tamaki. Ta sorry, Tamaki. Here's the, here's the thing. All right. I don't hate Tamaki as a character. I think she's really cute and sometimes it's amusing. But the fact that this second half of the season had barely any of that nonsense in it really made it better <laughs> it did but then i feel like when you finally had her fight and or her and iris's fight against assault it was just like really you're gonna use that to end the fight yeah it's unfortunate like, oh, come on like the, the one time she has a good moment and it's just like why do you have to sit there and like utterly destroy her potential because the same thing happened during the um keys star fight whatever the guy's name was back at the... Uh, Gosh, I did not like that. That was such a weird moment, because it was just like, okay, cool, she's being just, okay, what the hell is going on? And not to mention that insult and injury, they're also doing the Lucky Electro. It's just like, stop! Stop! Just stop with that nonsense. But no, I mean, I I love the show. I'm just, I'm, I'm just sad that there's nothing replacing it, and we're just losing the slot. Yeah. 
Would not have expected that one. <laughs> so, who's next on thoughts? Assuming you all can talk at this point. <laughs> what have you got to say, Paul? Well, I did like the show. I did. Uh, did you like the I, Shinra too? Yes, I did. It, it's better than I thought it was going to be, honestly. I just, you know, I'm kind of on the same level as Colt on that. I don't know why they wouldn't just replace it with something else, but. I think it's a money issue, but we've already discussed that. Yeah, probably. They don't got no show to replace it with. That's what happened. <laughs> Moving on. Anything else, Paul? No, I mean, you pretty much said the same thing I was going to say, so. Sketch. Mm. Uh, I was a bit harsh on Fire Force the last time we talked about it. I talked about it with CJ and Kuro. I feel like maybe one other person. I forget who. I'm sorry. Uh, and while I will not change my stance that Fire Force is only more interesting to me than Shippuden and Black Clover <laughs> among the shows on Toonami, I do think that it has been pretty entertaining and I do want to see where it goes. And the fact that there has been less Tamaki nonsense definitely helped. And also, I don't know. I think maybe the introduction of Vulcan uh, made it more interesting to me. And also, it's kind of moving things along with this uh, evangelist plot. I mean, I kind of feel like I saw the whole thing with Shinra's mother coming a mile away. And... Like, obviously, he was lying to him, though I do think that his reasoning for lying to him was sensible. I mean, what what's a kid going to do with that information? <laughs> Grow up really angry like Aaron Yeager. <laughs> I mean, he already was angry. But, like, if he knew that show was out there, I mean, what's he going to do about it? <laughs> whatever he could and i mean he had a valid point behind it like, what would you have done had you known back then you'd have gotten yourself killed and or captured by the evangelist let's just admit that point so by that's telling... true the other thing was he wanted to make sure that shinra wasn't was found out well 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 burns just didn't want him involved in the first place he literally just didn't even want him involved with the fire force to begin with because he what he was hoping for was that his fear of the flame would keep him away from the fire force when in actuality that's what made him join the force in the first place so yeah that was basically the whole thing where it, it's just like fine here's the truth what do you do now and it's like I'll but he it. didn't want them to find out that he also had an adult had burst an adult burst yeah which of course they did I'm particularly interested to see what is Joker's deal. And also Licht's, because Licht has joined Company 8, and he's obviously around to be, you know, spying. So what is his deal? What is Joker's deal? They are they're an interesting element mm -hmm. to what's going on here. And... Yeah, Maki's still fantastic and the best part of the show. Mm -hmm. Agreed. <laughs> She's 19. That's old enough. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, there's so many anime where it's like, 
oh, this character's only 16. And like, uh, don't have any loot thoughts about that one. <laughs> but uh, to that effect, freaking Iris is like 15. Good grief. <laughs> she gets all the fun stuff in the openings. Yeah. No, no, sorry, the closers. My, my, my apologies. Really horny on me. Ooh, I do want to. I love the second opening. Oh, I yeah. I think it's God, a yeah. real banger. I was actually surprised by the choice of the OP on that one for the song. That was, was a like, whoa, very good pick. Butt rock. Nice. Yeah, I, I was actually <laughs> very impressed by that because I, I, when I first thought, I, I was just like, okay, this is interesting. An English OP. Huh. I would not be surprised if the fact that Funimation's on the production committee had something to do with that. Possibly. But then again, I mean, they were on the production committee for Dimension W, and that definitely wasn't an English opening. <laughs> or Fruits Basket, for that matter. Or uh, Plunderer, or other shows. But, yeah. I like uh, I like the song. I'd probably check out that band's other music. It's it's a banger, as the kids say. Good stuff. And shout out to Captain Obi in that fight against Giovanni, because, I mean, once again, that man proves that he is just awesome. <laughs> I love that. The fact that he's he's only as good as that because he devotes himself to his work and training. He doesn't have any special powers. But he finds a way to fight, which I think is a fantastic thing. Good character writing. Yeah. Well, I'm done with it. I mean, unless anyone else has anything else to say. Yeah, it's been fun. Hopefully, the next season is also But it's not better than Food Wars. I'm so happy they got that show. I was I wasn't expecting much and got the world out of that show. <laughs> so did Paul. Yeah, we're about due to talk about Food Wars again. I'll finish the first finish the first plate. Yeah. Moving on to the second plate. The third plate is coming out on Blu-ray at the end of the month and it's going to high dive soon. So they might roll right into it, but I would not be opposed to them, you know. Waiting a bit. Cool. Just waiting a bit so they can throw something else on for a little while. Because, you know, not that many time slots. Okay. Gotta use them effectively. Yep. But I think I would probably be content either way. Because Food Wars is great and very entertaining. Oh. At least for now. I don't want to talk about where it goes. <laughs> Read the manga. It's better. Until they get to the end. <laughs> oh boy, that show goes off the rails. Which seems like a weird thing to say about that show. <laughs> but if, if, you, if, if you think that it can't get more absurd... You're wrong. <laughs> Good. I want it to get more absurd. I like the absurd. Well, we'll see how you feel by the end. Well, here's hoping they get all four plays that are currently, well, as they get dubbed, but I hope they go through the whole series. Uh, I imagine they will eventually. Yeah. 
So, was there anything else that we were going to discuss? Because I think we're pretty much done with the Fire Force stuff. Yeah, I think... Plus, with you two being basically sick, I figure we've been at this for a little over an hour and probably save your guys' voices. Yeah, I'm pretty tapped out. (laughs) Keep it short. I'm still here, yes, what? Do, do, Do the thing. Do the thing. Do the ending thing so you two can go get some lozenges. Or I can eat and not get stared at like I'm going to die. Um, so let's do some house cleaning. Uh, you can email us, podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Uh, you can hear us pretty much on every single podcast app, um, but you can hear us on soundcloud.com slash podcast. That's uh, where you can hear every single episode from number one to this one. Uh, we're also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and um, yeah, like I said, every pretty much every podcast app that's out there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast. You can like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. And uh, we also have what's called a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Tsunami Faithful, where you guys can help us out and uh, help us do what we do and uh, pay for some stuff. So, yeah. But uh, let's get out of here. Colt, where can they find you? You all can find me on Twitter at AtAmbientVirus. I also am on Twitch at LifeVirus, where I have been doing my staple two days a week with Final Fantasy Record Keeper. I finally beat the damn Titan Magicite, which makes me happy because he's just a tanky old man in a diaper. And that's about it for me. And Sketch, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And Paul, where can they find you? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Biscrillo. You can uh, you can email me, paulbiscrillo at tunamifaithful.com. And, of course, on Discord, it's at Paul Biscrillo and the Tunami Faithful Discord. So, But, uh, yeah, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. But that's it for this episode of Tsunami of the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out.